Thank you for coming on today's meeting. Daily Reflections. I'm Fernando, alcoholic. Let's go ahead and start this meeting with a moment of silence followed by the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Accepting our humanness, humanness, we finally saw that the inventory should be ours, not the other man. So we admitted our wrongs honestly and became willing to set these matters straight. As Bill sees it, page 222. Why is the alcoholic is so unwilling to accept responsibility? I used to drink because of the things that other people did for me. Did to me, excuse me. Once I came to AA, I was told to look at where I had been wrong. What did I have to do with all these different matters when I simply accepted that I had a part in them? I was able to put it on paper and see it for what it was, humanness. I am not expected to be perfect. I have made errors before and I will make them again. To be honest about them allows me to accept them and myself and those with whom I had the differences. From there, recovery is just a short distance ahead. Again, I was able to put it on paper and see it for what it was. Humanness. I am not expected to be perfect. I have made errors before and I will make them again. To be honest about them allows me to accept them and myself and those with whom I have the differences. From there, recovery is just a short distance ahead. In other words, folks, honesty is the best policy in the type of judgment we have. In a relaxing judgment of what we have, more will be revealed. Fernando Alcoholic, I accept this message. And the beauty about the fourth step is I get to go back where I did not honestly take a look at the my inventory a quick inventory and allow me to be human and allow others to be human and allow the the, the mixture of uh, forgiveness uh, compassion give the benefit of the doubt and and not hold grudges amen let's go ahead and read Today's little 24-hour book. How about that? When I was drinking, I was absolutely selfish. I thought of myself first, last, and always. The universe revolved around me. When I woke up in the morning with a hangover, my only thought was how terrible I felt and what I could do to make myself feel better. And the only thing I could think of was more liquor. To quit was impossible. I couldn't see beyond myself and my own need for another drink. Can I now look out and beyond my own selfishness? Meditation for the day. Remember that the first quality of greatness is service. In a way, God is the greatest servant of all because he is always waiting for us to call on him to help us in all good endeavors. His strength is always available to us, but we must ask it of him through our own free will. It is a free gift, but we must sincerely seek it a life of service is the finest life we can live. 
We are here on earth to serve others. That is the beginning and the end of our real worth. Prayer for the day. I pray that I may cooperate with God in all good things. I pray that I may serve God and others and so lead a useful and happy life. Amen. That's the 24-hour book, little April the 3rd, and I thoroughly enjoy that. I'm Fernando, and I agree. I approve of this message. His strength is always available to us, but we must ask it of him through our own self-will. So let's go ahead and ask him. Let's say the uh, God, I ask you, Lord, for the supply to keep doing your will, your purposes, for your glory, I ask you, God, to strengthen me and help me to pinpoint what is correct and what is right and what is valuable. And allow me to have laughter and humor and joy through the process. Help me to be joyful in you today. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And now, a reading from our AA booklet, Grapevine. Alrighty. This one's called Where Are the Newcomers? Grapevine from the year 2022 of May. A member wonders if her group could explore some new ways to fulfill its primary purpose. Whoa, very good article. What's wrong with an AA group that attracts few newcomers? My dearly beloved home group seems to have this issue at the moment. And while I'm preparing myself to call for a group conscious meeting to see if we can work on the solution to our Tradition 5 issues, I'll take this opportunity to flesh out some of my own thoughts on the matter. Flesh out. (laughs) Granted, old-timers in AA can very well still suffer from our disease of alcoholism and all this gory manifestations without ever picking up a drink. Whoa. I should know. I've been 32 amazing years since my last drink, and yet I can still suffer from resentments, self-pity, discouragement, and self-centered fear. Fortunately, my wife's sponsor, not my wife's sponsor, but my wife's sponsor, who has fewer years of sobriety than I, but whose quality of life I deeply respect, reminds me often that I need to work the steps on my day-to-day challenges. And when I heed her advice, the challenges pass, and I feel more grateful, joyous, and free. Again, it reminds me often that I need to work the steps on my day-to-day challenges. Work the steps on my day-to-day challenges. And because of that, when I heed and do and put action to that, my challenges pass and I feel more grateful, joyous, and free. Well, this can apply to my wonderful home group as well. Yes, some of the group members I informally poll are not interested in participating in a group conscience. They told me they feel uncomfortable around controversy. As with anything in AA, they are free to opt out of group conscience meetings or business meetings, as some call them. And there is no pressure to participate. 
I am relatively new in, the, in this group as I have recently moved to the area, and yet I love many things about it and thus made it my home group right away. I'm trying not to seem pushy or come across like a bleeding deacon, but it has recently come to light that our membership is dropping, and I can see very well that we are the top heavy with old timers. We're top heavy with old timers. <laughs> Rarely does a newly sober man or woman come in our doors and stick. Our treasurer is having a hard time keeping up with expenses that we have not given to the general service office for a while, district or intergroup or of late. These are warning signs to me that maybe we're forgetting our primary purpose. How can we make ourselves more attractive to newcomers? How can we shoe mark makers stick to the last by putting the emphasis on carrying the message rather than appeasing our own comforts by keeping the status quo, even if it may involve some temporary controversy and ugh dread change. If we end up doing things slightly different than how they're always been done, is that not a risk we're ready to take? If we experiment in improving our efforts to carry the message and no newcomers arrive, attrition continues and the meeting still stagnates and fizzles. Oh well, perhaps its, its usefulness has run its course. I, for one, will find other meetings by which to fulfill my personal recovery needs. At three decades, I find I need more weekly meetings to keep me on the track, never fewer. So I will continue my gentle, patience, yet firm attempt to guide my group toward collective recovery as I would guide a new member as a sponsor. I know from much painful experience that if I cannot successfully carry the message to a particular alcoholic, I must not become fixated on their success or failure. But most move on to the next willing sponsee who asks me for help. In other words, I can carry the message of Tradition 5 to my group, make suggestions, hope that as a group we'll find the willingness and faith to move forward by admitting to ourselves and others that the old ways may not be working and become willing to change the things we can. If I'm seen as a pushy deaconess, so be it. This is not about my sobriety alone. It's about how I can be a more effective member of a more effective group. God grant me the strength to speak up and call that group conscience meeting soon. God grant me the strength to speak up and call for that group conscience meeting soon. Victoria F. from Princeton, New Jersey. Thank you, Victoria. Very uh, wise and precise writing in article. Really, really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for being prudent. We took took uh, inventory in our group and found out why so many newcomers were coming and going. Uh, one of the things is we tend to get into their business as a lazy group. You know, we uh, prive into their, uh, how they get the DUI, you know, what happened. Uh, and then we start giving them advice, which is not alcoholic, right? And they start talking to them directly and not to the group, which, you know, is a cross, which is, we read that that's not a, a 
way, you know, uh, crosstalk and discussing with one another in the group is not group conscious. That's one out we're here for. Even old timers, like I said, old timers are poison, and they're they're just as like newcomers. They they got one year repeated. 30, 30 years. I could have been that one. Probably I've been that one. I have suggested, you know, and uh, in my laziness. So thank God that we can regroup and start over again. So in our group, what we decided to do is when a newcomer comes in, we read the pamphlets we're passing them out. And we, t- we encourage them that there are solutions and we have gotten solutions and it will get better. And just like me, no one pried into my affairs when I was new at all. They left me alone and I got better. Thank God they didn't come up and try to push uh, 90 days and 90 meetings. I did what was allowed to me with my lifestyle allowed me. That was one meeting a week with a court court. And with that, it was enough to take place. It was enough. I got sober on that. Today, I myself, I'm so I don't hear from a sponsee in three, four days. And I'm like, I have learned to relax and to believe that there's a higher power and they're connected to them. And they will come through. And most of the time, they do come through. They're doing their homework. They're doing great things. And just because I'm not hearing from them on Texas and so forth, I think that they're slipping. Amen. That's why I go to other programs to ease and have greater wisdom, greater faith, and a natural faith that, that God is working on them just as much as they're working on me. All right, let's go ahead and move on. I think I'm being long-winded today. I apologize. Let's go ahead and pray the third step prayer, and then we'll move on to hear what my sponsor has to say for today. Actually, uh, uh, for a couple of days at that, we'll we'll be reading uh, Proverbs 2 and 3. I think that's what my sponsor wants to do. Our sponsor, Solomon, or my sponsor. Let's go ahead and pray. God, I offer myself to you to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those that would help of thy power, of thy love, of thy way of life. May I do thy will always. Amen. And with that, Proverbs 2. Searching for wisdom, my child, will you treasure my wisdom? Then and only then will you acquire it. And only if you accept my advice and hide it within will you succeed. So train your heart to listen when I speak. And open your spirit wide to expand your discernment. Then pass it on. 
Pass it on to your sons and daughters. Yes, cry out for comprehension and intercede for insight. For if you keep seeking it like a man would seek for sterling silver, searching in hidden places for cherished treasure, then you will discover the fear of the Lord and find the true knowledge of God. Wisdom is a gift from a generous God. And every word he speaks is full of revelation and becomes a fountain of understanding within you. For the Lord has a hidden ocean of wisdom made accessible to his godly ones, seekers. He becomes your personal bodyguard as you follow his ways, protecting and guarding you as you choose what is right. Then you will discover all that is just, proper, and fair, and be empowered to make the right decision. as you walk into your destiny. When wisdom wins your heart and revelation breaks in, true pleasure enters your soul. If you choose to follow good counsel, divine design will watch over you and understanding will protect you from making poor choices. It will rescue you from evil in disguise and from those who speak duplicities. For they have left the path of righteousness and walk in the way of darkness. They take pleasure when evil prospers and thoroughly enjoy a lifestyle of sin. But they're walking on a path to nowhere wandering away into deeper deception. Only wisdom can save you from the flattery of the promiscuous woman. She's such a smooth-talking seductress. Check it out. She left her husband and has forgotten her wedding vows. And you're getting involved with her, you'll find her house on the road to hell, and all the men who go through her doors will never come back to the place they were. They will find nothing but desolation and despair. Follow those who follow wisdom and stay on the right path. For all my godly lovers will enjoy life to the fullest and will inherit their destinies. For all my godly seekers of good heart souls will enjoy life to the fullest and will inherit their destinies. 
But the treasurer's ones who love darkness, who will lose not only all they could have had, but even their own souls. Thank you for coming in today's reading. Let's finish off with the Lord's Prayer, please. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I've been reading you from the, the Passion Translation Bible. Wow, it got to me, folks. At one time, I was trying to get, I was about 22, 24, 23, 25. I was getting a, a real estate license, and I had left at age 16 from home. I had never really went to school. I was called incorrigible, ward of the court, juvenile delinquent, visited uh, juvenile hall 30 times. I was most elected to go to prison from high school, and I left at 9th, 10th grade. And came from another country at seven years old. And yet I was attempting to take a real estate class, attempting to take a junior college um, chemistry class, attempting to take, become a notary and get bonded, attempting to buy a house and Mercedes-Benz and act like I was somebody, attempting. All because God touched me with his wisdom and gave me the confidence to go for it. So when I was trying to read this information for the test, for the real estate test, someone told me to go ahead and saturate yourself for the next two weeks before the test, just day and night. So I did that, and I would barf up, throw up words, throw up words. I was putting in so much in there. It seems like if I would trip, I would feel the words coming up. <laughs> but I had a dream that one night as I was trying to learn fiduciary and different words of uh, subordination and kept going over and over trying to learn those words. I had a dream. I had a dream that was a water hose, a spickle, they call it, about half inch with a little water coming out, and it was wisdom coming out. I had pierced into wisdom or something, but the water hose was, it ran across the street into a jungle, and I followed it. I went to go follow it. And then from there, it went to a sandy sand. It was a tropical you know, with pineapples and so forth, 
jungle was I went through it, and then I went through the sand, and then there was the beach, and the hose went right into the ocean, and God spoke to me. He says, I have top tapped into God's wisdom. And that's what it's saying, folks. That's what this Proverbs 2 from the Passion Translation is saying. And it's funny, it wasn't seeking God, it was seeking words in a real estate career. And God is there. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the wisdom. Now, if we pray the Our Father again, and we say the uh, wisdom, okay, we'll ask for wisdom. So let's try it again. I just got an idea as we were reading it, we're praying it. And then we'll be done. We'll say, Our Father who art in the heavens, holy is your name. Let your wisdom come. Let your will be done in my life as it is in heaven. It's already planned out in heaven. Give me this day my daily wisdom. And forgive me as I miss it with others as others miss it with me. Lead me not into temptation or opportunity to miss it and become lazy, but deliver me from the influence of the evil one. Cover me with your hand. Amen. Amen. And the Jabez prayer goes, Oh, that you would bless me indeed. In other words, give me a, a hose, a wisdom hose. And enlarge my territory, enlarge my pipe, my spickle, from half inch to, you know, a foot and a half, two, three, three feet of wisdom. Enlarge my territory. That I'd be of greater service because of the, in proportion to the wisdom that I'm getting. May the, my valley get full of water, full of wisdom, full of. And that you would, your hand will be upon me. In other words, the Lord will protect the spickle. His hand will be upon us. That we will not choose with the new, or choose wrong with the new found. Wisdom and power and confidence. We will not choose wrong. His hand will continually be with us. His love and his guidance will guide us. Through the 12-step program and helping others through the triangle. Service, unity, and recovery. Amen. What a safety net, right? And God perform all that we requested. That. It will not harm us. Having this wisdom will not harm us. So many people have been harmed because of not having the humble triangle of dealing with new prospects, new people, leading them into the ocean. Amen. Thank you so much for coming in here. This helps me more than it helps you, I hope. But I pray that all works well. Take care. Give them heaven. Have a great day.